Welcome to the Transform Sales Podcast, where forward-thinking business leaders come to share their experiences and ideas, learn from each other, and amplify their results together. All right. How are we doing, everybody? Sahil, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Awesome. Doing great as well. I wanted to ask you a couple of questions around Darwinian Ventures, but why don't we start learning a little bit more about your background and how you got into sales? Can you tell us a little bit about that, please? Yeah, absolutely. Um, right after graduating college, uh, first job was selling myself in a small business that I started. Uh, and I found the, the best part about it was um, everything customer facing. So going out, doing my pitches, things like that. So my first real nine to five job was at a uh, early stage SaaS company, started as a BDR, worked my way up to enterprise account executive, did that a couple more times. Okay. And um, I've I've really been drawn to early stage sales, so working with early stage companies, and not only doing the selling, but helping to kind of build the process from scratch. Uh, and then after doing that for several years, we just decided to start our own business. I have a business partner; he lives in San Francisco. Uh, and and really, I think you know early stage founders need a lot of help, and that's that's the reason we started this company is to be a strategic partner to help early stage companies grow their sales. Wonderful. And it, does, it definitely seems like you have the right background. You mentioned you started as a BDR yourself. So you've grown through the ranks. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that you did that multiple times. So multiple journeys doing that. And now you're mm-hmm. helping companies that are going through the same. So you definitely have the perspective, the experience. You've iterated multiple times. And mm-hmm. there's definitely some some expertise to the seasonality there. Now, you were mentioning also... Um, early stage companies. So mm-hmm. tell me a little bit about Darwinian Ventures and specifically who are the best fit customers for you guys today? Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, we, we work with businesses, all different shapes and sizes, but I'd say 80 to 90% of our business uh, is focused directly on early stage B2B mm-hmm. SaaS companies. So uh, I would say at the seed series a stage where there's a lot of building and a lot of kind of figuring out things along the way uh processes aren't really repeatable um those are are the folks that we we have a really high success rate and really who i work with the most okay perfect so SaaS companies b2b Without a repeatable process, it's still through their growing stages, trying to identify who's the right audience, what is the right way to package their product, what's the right value prop. Now, is there a specific target audience that you have a preference reaching out to? For instance, if it's a SaaS reaching to a fin financial companies or a SaaS reaching to healthcare, to manufacturing, education, do you have a mm-hmm. preference on the target audience? Yeah, I'll tell you who we, we usually don't work with is folks that are selling into like really heavily regulated industries where mm-hmm. um, oftentimes they're not actually prepared for some of the red tape around security requirements or certifications or things like that. Um, selling to city state government usually aren't things that we, we do too much, but um, recently, like over the past year, year and a half, we found that our clients that are selling to, really like the entire business um, like range from SMB to mid-market to enterprise, like products that have applications and all of those are where we have success. 
I think if folks are early stage and you're selling into like large enterprise, like just the fortune list, for example, you know, you might not be ready to have like a direct sales channel. There's probably some better ways to go out into the market. But uh, if you're selling SMB mid-market and you have, you know, different use cases or packages that could service that, there's a big opportunity for us because you get a lot into that like tactical sales experience, like high volume, fast moving deals, things like that. Okay, it sounds like the the main opportunity to work with Darwinian Ventures is, as you said, I can package my product or my services in multiple ways to appeal a few different audiences in a few right. different ranges of sizes. Yep. And you guys have the expertise to bring in the, let's say, split test or A-B test strategies and, and try to mm -hmm. find those verticals, those niches, those pockets and be able to convert from there in, uh, you mentioned at the end, high velocity interaction. So there may be some high ticket deals, but how about you tell me maybe um, average deal value that you typically work with? Yeah, man, it, it varies. So like just right now on our roster, we have someone selling to auto mechanics, like mom and pop tire shops, $2,000 ARR per deal. Uh, all the way up to folks that are in the sustainability space where they're selling like hardware plus software okay. to large, large enterprises. And those are half million plus deals. So we have the skill set on the team. I have um, a team of managing directors that have kind of different concentrations and, and areas of expertise. Okay, wonderful. So it seems like this service that you offer through Darwinian Ventures can cover a wide range um, of needs in the mm -hmm. sales pipeline or sales department. Mm -hmm. How about you tell me about one specific service that you have offered in the past and a success story that one of your customers got? Which service would you like to highlight? Yeah, so we have um, what we call sales as a service, SaaS. <laughs> Um, really it's, it's like a fully turnkey service offering. So if you look at a seed stage company, you know, they, they spent their previous funding cycle building the product and MVP, then they've, you know, acquired some capital to really prove out that, uh, whatever product they have can be repeatable. They can sell it and they can sell it many times to hit a million dollars in ARR or something. So, um, this offering is is completely turnkey where we're working with organizations that businesses that usually don't have much at all. So um, the offering entails uh, bringing in a CRM and the relevant tools. So we build the infrastructure from um, from scratch. Uh, then we actually will start executing lead generation. So we want to see how how quickly we can get, um, you know enough opportunities in the pipeline. So the founders are pitching their product to strangers. Okay. And then once we feel like we have enough pipeline, then we actually either pivot our strategy or, or, or help with deal closing. So like full funnel um, experience, because a lot of the founders, they've never sold before. They can talk about their product and their features, but they don't know how to run a sales cycle. So it's truly turnkey. Right. It sounds like this is meant for people that have probably on those early stages, uh, you mentioned the first uh, round of funding could be developing their product. So they've grown organically. 
uh, people in their network and they really haven't exercised that muscle right. of outbound sales. And that's mm -hmm. when you, where you guys come in. Hey, let's be more intentional. Let's build a tech from scratch, as you mentioned. Um, give me an example of a typical or a preferred. Is there such a thing as a preferred a CRM dialer combo that you work with? Yeah, look, I mean, at the end of the day, we were unbiased. Like, I don't really make my money off of partner stack or anything like that. Um, I try to give my clients a complete unbiased recommendation. But, you know, if it was up to me, and I'd say more often than not, CRM, we're using HubSpot just because it does a lot. You know, a lot of our clients are going to conferences. I can build them landing pages, things like that. Uh, for data, as part of my service offering, um, clients can use my data on behalf mm -hmm. of like we can use it on behalf of our clients. So they don't have to pay any data charges. So um, right now we have subscriptions to Apollo and also Cognizum. Um, as far as dialing, we love Nooks. We're a virtual sales team. My reps are completely remote every hour. We dial together. We get into the war room. Uh, you just can't beat that that camaraderie. Uh, they also have the power and parallel dialer for email warming. We use MailReach for recording our calls. We use Fathom, and that's usually like the stack that we start with. Uh, and then there's some nuances depending on like what type of business the the client is in, right? Awesome. I want to recap a couple of those things, Ahil, because. If you're uh, an entrepreneur in these stages where you're just growing that familiar with Outbound, a couple of these names will probably fly over your head. So mm -hmm. uh, let me just uh, pause here for a second. HubSpot, one of the greatest CRMs that we have today, very user-friendly, started as a marketing automation platform. Therefore, mm -hmm. why you mentioned, hey, if we have landing pages, email campaigns, it's somewhat easy to manage, somewhat easy um, or friendly user interface with a very robust um, academy. Mm -hmm. You mentioned that you have proprietary data, but that you can also access Apollo. Another CRM could be used as a CRM, could be used as a sequencer, but you also use it as a database. Mm -hmm. uh, I believe they're powered by, I may be mistaken, though. I don't want to give uh, wrong information. Uh, but you also said, hey, we all uh, have access to information from Cognizant. Cognizant provides intent data. So online behaviors, keywords that people may be looking for, those could be relevant signals for when you're doing outbound, if they're browsing mm -hmm. for XYZ solutions and we offer something similar, how about we talk to that uh, company? Mm -hmm. Now, the next thing you mentioned was Nooks. This is a mm -hmm. dialer, uh, yeah. a dialing system. It allows people to uh, not only, of course, communicate, but also create lists of contacts that you're going to outbound, therefore being more productive, right, Sahil? Um, mm -hmm. You up to like five, data. 10 calls at one time, exactly. Correct. Multiple dials. And when, as soon as one line is connected, someone picks up the phone on the other side, the other lines are hang, hung up, and then you get to speak with the person that uh, mm -hmm. picked up the phone. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Now, mail reach, uh, you mentioned for email warming. This is important if you're going to start doing outbound. You have not done that before on a specific email domain because you don't want to hurt deliverability, meaning the likelihood that the messages that you're sending either to mm -hmm. partners, customers, or prospective um, customers mm -hmm. are actually landing and being delivered at the inbox as opposed to being flagged because all of a sudden you started sending thousands of emails per day on an account that was never warmed up, was never meant mm -hmm. for that. So that's almost perceived as a, a let's say, fishy behavior. 
Awesome. Uh, call recordings, pretty useful and important, especially if you're growing, because you not only want to know about what's working, but also what is not working. Why are people mm -hmm. saying no? And that allows you to get some sort of analysis. Question, uh, Sahil, for these type of services, do you have a fixed price uh, per month or it, does it change depending on the stage where you're at? Help me understand that a little bit, please. Yeah, it's um, it's a it's a combination of, of base plus commission. Um, it it varies to a degree depending on like how early, how much traction, what level of like expertise is required. But generally speaking, we're in the I don't know seventeen k to nineteen k per month range, um, and then we usually go for about four months. Plus, there's like incentives and commissions in that. Okay, perfect. Four months where you go through the onboarding, iteration processes, you mm -hmm. create some content. Help me, uh, let's go back, take it uh, take it back a little bit. We disclose or let's say we broke down the part of the tech stack that's included in the initial setup. The second thing that you mentioned after that was doing the lead generation, right? Mm -hmm. Hey, we identified this is, this is what you do, this is what you sell. Mm -hmm. Now you have a system ready to execute outbound. Now let's go mm -hmm. ahead and identify who we're going to sell to. Um, when it comes to uh, generating lead lists, you mentioned that you use uh, proprietary data, Polo Cognizant. Let's say we, we build a lead list already. Do you have a number of leads that you prospect on a monthly basis on average? Is there a preferred number or does it always change? It, it usually changes depending on the client and the industry. Um, if we're going up market, it's it's much more quality over quantity where mm -hmm. maybe every single touch is personalized. So, you know, touching maybe 25 prospects a day, something like that. Um, but if we're going down market, there's bigger TAMs. There's a lot more like unknown. We need to get a bunch of, you know, just conversations going. We'll really scale it up. Sometimes we do just dialing only campaigns where we don't even send emails. My team is really good on the phones. Okay. Um, but it just, it just varies. What, what we don't do is provision like several email addresses and send, you know, thousands of emails a week. Mm -hmm. We like to just do kind of one rep and one account because ultimately we're looking for conversions, not volume. So. Okay. Perfect. Now, do you guys also, you mentioned, uh, you use phone email. Do you guys also use LinkedIn for outreach? Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Okay, perfect. And um, is there an average number of touches that one lead would receive in, let's say, a given time, two weeks to a month? Yeah, more than 10. More than more 10, than 10 touches. touches to yeah. reach yeah, a yeah, connection. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, help me understand. Um, let's say we go further down reporting. You're executing the sequence. What type of reports can your customers expect? Is there like a dashboard? Are there meetings that they um, have feedback loops on? Help me understand that element. Yeah, look, I mean, our our approach, um, I think, is is a little novel. Like when, when I work with my clients, it's literally like we're part of the team. We go to conferences with them. We go to their QBRs. Um, on LinkedIn, people change their you know titles and everything like that. When I work with a client, I actually build them like their own bespoke CRM that's catered to their sales process, like the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And there's always like a, a lead generation or like a top of the funnel dashboard. There's a deal closing dashboard. So every client has access to their own CRM because it's theirs. And we we highlight, I'd say, 10 to 15 reports um, 
that I think we, we use to make sense of like what's happening, right? So prospecting activity, uh, your sequence performance and metrics, your campaign, like your ICP performance metrics. Uh, when we're dialing, we look at calls. More important, the conversion rate. So your pickup to meeting book rate, we're targeting above a 15%. Uh, at least 20% for our like long-term clients. Um, we're looking at meetings by source. A lot of the clients I'm working with, you know, we're going to conferences. They're trying other experiments in tandem with lead generation. And then we have all your deal stuff. So your forecast, time to close, average contract values, number of touches per deal, things like that. And that's all just right in their dashboard that we review every single week for sure. Wonderful. So weekly performance reviews plus dashboards that not only uh, give visibility of productivity, mm -hmm. but also conversion numbers. What is going on even beyond, uh, it seems, uh, please correct me if I'm wrong, beyond the, let's say if you're just booking appointments and they're closing the deals, you can still uh, show that visibility or, or mm -hmm. those conversions and in, in how opportunities move. Perfect. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. sales as a service. Now, a couple more things I wanted to ask you around the mm -hmm. target audience mm, mm -hmm. of your customers. Let's say I have a SaaS company and I'm looking to outsource sales. Is there a limitation when it comes to languages, geographies? Uh, you mentioned industries as in not mm -hmm. heavily regulated, not government, right? But what about mm -hmm. geographies and, and languages? Yeah, definitely. We, we really only focus in the U.S. and Canada mm -hmm. uh, as far as like hunting. Okay, perfect. You was in Canada in English mm -hmm. campaigns. Yeah. Now, going back to the success story and the example that you were sharing, can you tell me a couple more details around the results that you were able to get for your customer? Um, what type of scenario were they at the beginning? How many deals were they closing? Whether or if anything through outbound? And what results were you able to get for them after how long? For sure. Um, we've, we've got several of these. I mean... Um... One example is a legal tech company. I, I'm, I can't really disclose the name of it, but uh, when we started working with them, they had two deals. They were at 40K ARR. Um, deals came in by way of their investors. Um, I this was our standard service offering where I staffed in kind of like a half-time head of sales, a full-time completely dedicated sales rep. And we kind of built their stack from scratch. Uh, and in 10 months, we took them to 2 million in ARR. Um, and it was a combination of both um, uh, outbound lead generation and going to conferences, which is also sort of like outbound lead generation, like pre-conference outreach, post-conference outreach. Uh, and we, yeah, we did 2 million in about 10 months with them. Okay, so around or a little bit less than $20,000 per month yeah 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 in about uh, eight to nine months you mentioned i'm ten sorry months. six to nine ten ten months ten months okay ten months so almost 200k and you build them a two million pipeline close close deals not even pipeline close. so close. you close two million dollars in revenue yeah after them working with you for 10 months perfect um those are great results that's a great roi uh yeah. i hope your customer is happy continues to be happy and renewed <laughs> hey. now how about we wrap up this episode then because you've given me some details around your services and and the sales as a service offering how about mm -hmm. you give me some advice for 
someone in the audience listening to this episode and considering to hire Darwinian Ventures? What would you tell them if they want to increase the probabilities of achieving results fast with Darwinian Ventures? For sure. Um, I mean, beyond kind of like the, the standard checklist items, um, number one, you, you have to have the runway. Uh, you have to be able to afford go to market. It's not something you can, you know, commit to for, you know, a, a quarter and then call it quits. Uh, number two is is time. We don't require a lot of time um, when we work with our founders. They're busy people, but we do require some. You know, for an early stage founder, you have to have the mindset that we're going to try some experiments and we're going to fail. And together, because you're the expert in the industry and I'm the expert in the sales, we're going to be able to make changes and implement them. Uh, and lastly, you need to have an open mind because most of the time I'm working with founders where they're the industry expert and I'm the sales expert. So when I tell them we need 10 minutes at the end of a call to get next steps, like you have to listen to that. And together, that's how we succeed. Okay, wonderful. I really like those uh, those tips because they come from experience. It they really come, sounds yeah. like you've been around the block. You've tried them multiple times. So number one, I want to recap that real quick. Runway. Be able to afford a couple of months of testing, iterating, trying new messaging, trying a new niche, a new pocket, and not just giving away when the first batch of templates, you send them over and they didn't convert or got as many opens or clicks as you expected, right? Or, or fire um, your team. You can't fire your team if you've had one failure, right? Because it's more expensive to go rehire someone else to do it. A complete, a complete team. Perfect. So do have, uh, at least have those expectations up front, understand how long is your runway, discuss it with you transparently. And if that's something you can work with, by all means, let's jump ahead. Mm -hmm. um, otherwise, let's, we're better off saving each other some headaches, right? Mm -hmm. uh, the next one that you mentioned pretty much aligned, which it was time. Um, if you decided to invest in outsourcing sales the right way, also invest some time. It's not just the monetary factor of throwing mm -hmm. dollars at an issue, hoping that it will get fixed automatically, but also invest the time. As you said, they have the expertise in the industry. They've been developing the product. They have the best hypotheses on how to mm -hmm. better serve their customers or potential customers. Mm -hmm. You just want a little bit of that hand-holding at the beginning while you do the tests, the iterations. You probably get some objections, and you mm -hmm. want to pipe uh, their expertise as to how they've handle that in the past to mm -hmm. take your best guesses, put your sales expertise, sprinkle that secret sauce on top yeah. and be able to convert and build a great pipeline. Um, I really like that. And then, of course, be open-minded to try, to test, to uh, have quick, quick, I would imagine, great communication and feedback loops, right? To quickly mm -hmm. iterate over what's working or what's not. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Those are great advices. Is there anything else you'd like to share with the audience before we wrap up this amazing episode no i'm all good on my end i appreciate the time eddie awesome sahil it was a pleasure to have you on the show anyone that's considering listening to the episode and considering to work with darwinian ventures you can look for them in the cloudtas marketplace sahil it's been a pleasure hope to see you on the next one thank you yeah. everyone stay tuned thank you